Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, you could be on the show. This is a call and advice show where I love to give people my unprofessional advice. But most of the time people are just calling in to talk about like their naughty secret lives. I also do like a fetish Fridays now. So if you have a specific fetish, you want to call in anyone that wants to call in. It is all done on the DL. It's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody is anonymous, not just me. You'll be anonymous too. You'll make up a name. I change your voice. No one will know who the fuck you are. If you want to be on the show... Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or just send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to leave a naughty confession or any kind of confession, I have a new confessionals hotline. You could call that 24-7. It's, that number is 347-420-3579. Again, 347-420-3579. You could call that number anytime you want. I change those voices too. Now, today I have on Megan. Megan had called in before. She, her episode was 339. She was an ethical slut. Her and her boyfriend had just opened up their relationship. Well, she had emailed me around the holiday time to be on my Where Are They Now episode, but she had so much to talk about that we just decided to do a separate episode. So this is Megan. She's still an ethical slut. She's back dating her guy. They had a breakup. She talks all about that. Why, you know, what her boyfriend did while they were broken up, which was a lot, and what she did and why she did barely anything while they were broken up, um, as well as what they've been doing while they've been back together. They still have an open relationship. They're totally involved with the unicorn. Uh, the unicorn's copping some feelings. They're not copping feelings for the unicorn, but they're totally into it. And we talk about all that goes into that because I've had some unicorns on my show recently and they talk about like how it feels to be a unicorn, how they could be a little shafted. And she talks about those kind of things and how she sees that playing out in their relationship. Uh, she talks, she gets specifics about all like the hot threesomes. They've had like three hot threesomes with that girl and she gets into those specific stories too. <laughs> So I'm just going to get right to it. If you haven't heard her first episode, you should go listen to it. But this is the update. But it's like a standalone. You don't necessarily have to hear the first relationship to get into this one. This is like a story about a couple that broke up, got back together, are starting over with an open relationship and, you know, how they're navigating it, how they're being successful at it, what exactly they're doing, how far they go, how they feel about it. And, you know, the stuff that's come up because of their open relationship. So it's super interesting. I'm going to be right back on with Megan. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. 
Hi, Megan. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Or should I say welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast? Great to be back on the other side of a lot. Oh, <laughs> I, chatted. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait because, you know, so listen, I'm just going to, I'll put a link to your first episode in the description. If people haven't listened to your first episode, it's episode 339. It's called Megan is an ethical slut who enjoys threesomes. Was it with her boyfriend? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that, listen, I haven't talked to you for like two years. And I know around Christmas time when I was doing my Where Are They Now episodes, you had reached out and said you had updates for me. So I was like, let's do a whole episode instead of doing just a short one. So why don't you fill me in give a little backstory of what would so like you and your boyfriend had just opened up your like you know give a backstory of like where we were at last time we talked and then bring me up to date absolutely two years ago i feel like was totally different but also very much the same which i'll explain but i can't remember i mean i guess we would have been in the middle of the pandemic not that that matters but i was thinking of like timing wise and yeah i think that that was we had been together for like four years at that point and we were not like fully open but definitely you know having threesomes pretty regularly and i would this wasn't a very regular thing. This was more of a like two or three time thing, but I had hooked up with a really good friend of my boyfriend's and that had been hot, but also brought some drama to the relationship because my boyfriend kind of realized he wasn't okay with that. So I think basically at the time that, um, I last talked, I think that I was trying to, or we were trying, my boyfriend and I were trying to figure out, exactly kind of you know we knew we wanted to have those experiences but we weren't quite sure how open we wanted to be I think also I'm remembering now something that was really on my mind at that time was that I had a really big crush on this girl um yes I I was gonna say that yeah I was gonna bring that up that was another thing that I felt like stood out you know and I right Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big crush on her. Nothing came of it, which sucks. I still think about her sometimes. I think that it, she was younger, but kind of just didn't have a lot of dating experience and ended up dating uh, right after and I think is still with him. And yeah, I don't know. I, I We're loosely friends and I do think about her because she was definitely the most powerful crush I've had on a woman. And yeah, I've been trying to kind of figure out that part of my sexuality and like when I'm attracted to women and yeah, kind of what that, what I want that to look like, I guess. So she was kind of my first like, whoa, experience with that. And then, yeah, I don't, should I kind of go into where things are now? Yeah, for sure. Cause I know that you did use the word cuck queen. And I feel like I love that I'm hearing that more and more on my podcast. I feel like I had one girl on that like mentioned it. And she was like, I found your show because I was like, kind of Googling for information on that because she realized that that was like something that she was into. And then since then, I've had a lot of other women reach out like, oh, and then use that term. And I feel like not a lot of women do. And I feel like a lot of women might put that together later on after they listen to somebody else talking about it. So I know that you think maybe now you might also be it's that word again, you know, so I think it's always interesting to talk to a woman that's putting that together. Yeah, I'm definitely still putting it together. I will say I, feel, I was laughing calling myself a cut queen because I don't know if it's entirely true. But yeah, yeah, yeah. there's certainly something to it. Yeah, I, I think I'd always kind of known that turned me on and especially throughout the pandemic and kind of not having those experiences outside of and my boyfriend and I we I probably 
sometime after maybe a few months after you and I last chatted, we did move in together for a year. And then we had a really messy year where we broke up and that was very painful and then got back together. So that's kind of a very brief update on where we are now. But I think, you know, throughout that time, something I had kind of noticed was that, I mean, I think everybody who was sort of like shacked up with somebody throughout the pandemic, you know, sex, it was kind of hard to feel hot, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I think it was like during that time where you know, I maybe did become a little more cognizant of like, I I kind of do need this new, this outside sexual energy. And it just really turned me on. And I actually maybe a really good specific example of that was yeah. before, before my boyfriend and I broke up and when we were living together, there was this girl who had kind of just like very directly approached him. Like, I think they were filming something together and she like all, when they were just like chatting off the set she was just like she said something about just like sucking cock like super blatant and he kind of was like oh okay she's interested and he let me know like I'm thinking about you know maybe inviting this girl over you know hanging out with her because we had sort of talked about him doing stuff like that and I was at first very like jealous and unsure but I was also trying to pay attention to how I felt which was like very turned on interesting and so I was kind of trying to figure out I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing it for him basically and I was really trying to kind of listen to myself but it was I mean we had like the best sex after he told me that and I was just so like turned on basically for like days after thinking about it so that kind of let me know that I could push past some jealousy to in order to have that kind of turned on feeling but it, it does feel very complicated because there is that intense jealousy or at least there can be and I still don't fully know what to do with those feelings for sure but I guess that comes along with any kind of open territory ultimately nothing happened I think this girl kind of didn't know I mean she didn't really want to be involved with somebody who had a girlfriend so <laughs> that hot scenario didn't end up happening with her but that was definitely my first introduction to kind of like oh shit this really turns me on Mm hmm. And I think really, I have to say, I think the term cuck queen and cuckold for a guy jealousy thing is a, a real part of the true definition of it. I, I think more people that have that, that's included in it. That's just what Definitely. I think, and maybe not. You know, I do think that that plays a part in it. But I, and I do think on some level, because some people have said that, like, you know, instead of like just living in that jealousy, if you push past it and get to the point and, you know, sort of you fall into the turn on of it as opposed to going towards the side that where you're jealous, like that could be maybe very healing in a weird way. Do you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. I think that is something that's kind of how I have begun to reframe it in my mind mm -hmm. is as this this interesting challenge to push past it because I did kind of come to terms with the fact that I want to push past it because it does really turn me on to kind of know my partner is like desired in that way yeah. and kind of desiring someone else. It's definitely a fine line where I don't think I'm a cuck in the sense that I don't want to be humiliated humiliated yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. and I mean there is an element I'm it's it's such a yeah it's such a tricky thing because there is an element of kind of enjoying that submissiveness about it yeah but definitely not like I wouldn't want the other girl for instance to humiliate me or to feel like she had that power to to do that in that moment so totally. that's something that is very tricky right I, I feel like I don't fully identify as maybe a cuck in that sense but it definitely turns me on mm -hmm. to kind of know that I am like 
submitting to my partner's desires in a sense to have those other experiences. But like you said, I think that pushing past the the jealousy, I, I'm, I'm just like, for me, sex is very mental. And I think that I, that's something I'm realizing more and more is, I mean, I love the physical act itself, but almost more than that, I love everything that goes into it. So I think that's part of why I do enjoy like the idea of my boyfriend fucking somebody else or kind of the, what goes into kind of seducing that person in a sense. Um, it's all hot to me, even though it's also, you know, loaded and filled with some complicated emotions. Yeah. yeah. So keep going with your stories. So you guys broke up yes. and then you get to get back together. And did you break up? Question that I have for you is like, did you break up because of the open relationship thing that was going on? Or was it, or was it just totally unrelated and just like, oh, you're stuck with each other and the pandemic kind of related stuff? <laughs> Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Both in a sense. I, yeah, it was a, a really rough year. I would say that without, you know, going into too much of his personal stuff, I yeah. would say that my boyfriend kind of had a bit of a, a bit of a breakdown, a bit of yeah. a rough time. And that definitely way took its toll on our relationship. And I think he realized that he just wasn't really in the spot to live together, especially in the kind of like very small apartment we were living in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, I mean, it was sort of, a, and I think he would uh, totally acknowledge this as well. It was certainly a him thing. It wasn't really a mutual thing, but it did kind of culminate in a very stressful experience where we did because at that like when we were dating we weren't fully open um even though we kind of were exploring it and like you know would have threesomes and stuff but at the the last few months of our relationship before we broke up we decided to fully open which probably textbook bad idea considering things were not great but yeah. we gave it a shot and then I ended up hooking up with somebody an old kind of hookup and he actually hadn't at that time and then I had an STD scare with oh, yeah. that person and all in all that kind of blew up the relationship a little bit was that kind of it would have ended no matter what at that time because that just was what that was know, the push that was just the push that it needed so yes, you guys break exactly. up but you get back together and then what does your relationship look like now so yeah we got back together probably about three months ago and Initially, it kind of was with this idea that we were going to try being open. And, you know, I, I was a little I, I was a little worried about 
which this isn't something I should, you know, I, I shouldn't think about this as much, but I was almost worried about how that would look to like close friends of mine who were like, okay, well, this guy really hurt you. And now you're dating him again, but it's this open thing. Like, is this what you want? You know? And I, I feel a little bit like it's, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to tread carefully and make sure I'm doing everything for like the right reasons by me. So I'm trying to listen to myself a lot. And, and especially three months ago, we got back together. And so, you know, my boyfriend, one of the reasons he did in things was that he felt like he wanted to do this exploring and wanted to kind of just see what it was like to be with other women and ultimately you know I think realized or like felt like our relationship was just more important than that but we did go into it with this idea that we are open but just how open I think we're still kind of trying to figure out but this interesting thing I guess is we did end up hooking up with this girl that he had started hooking up with when we were broken up and we still are hooking up with her and that's been kind of it sounds a little psychosexual or something I think what do you mean well I feel like something about hooking up with the girl that your boyfriend was kind of seeing when you were broken up that there's something about it that probably seems a little like messed up to people and but it's uh yeah I don't know it's this girl and I've kind of developed our own friendship and We've had maybe three very hot threesomes, and I think yeah, right now it's I guess like the kind of current current most point for us is that like yeah, we're kind of trying to figure out how open we are right now, and this girl's definitely somebody who we hook up with regularly, but we're not interested in like fully dating. Um, I don't think we're necessarily like Polly in that way. Mm-hmm. I think she would like to be, and so that's something we're currently navigating. Is I feel like she might be getting a little hurt by this situation. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, well, we'll get into the details about the threesomes because everyone loves a hot threesome story. So, but before we go there, like, because I have heard, I have to say, and I never heard this angle yet, but like once I hear something once and I start to hear it all the time. And, you know, it's all these people talking and women that have been on my show who have been the unicorn, that girl in the situation, that third girl who you said might be getting kind of hurt in the, the this threesome experience that, you know, a lot of times that woman that is, you know, hooking up with a couple does feel pretty shafted for a couple different reasons. And it, I never really took that into consideration because a lot of times I'm talking to the, you know, the the couples that are opening up and having these people coming in and out and stuff and not really talking to the, the quote unquote unicorn. But I have heard a lot from that person's point of view. And it is, I think, very important to take what they're going through and their position into consideration because you guys have each other yeah. and she doesn't. There's a couple people who have spoke on it, recent uh, female guests who have spoke about it. And I think it's something to take into consideration, especially you're the woman. So you're going to think about those things more so than your guy. Right. But like she's yeah. sort of alone. You guys go home together. It's kind of like two against one. You know, a lot of times what they say is they see this couple and the couple is very concerned about their relationship together. And that's what's most important. So they sort of them and their feelings get pushed to the side. It's really about you and your partner, what works for you and everything. But you're not really taking into consideration that person. And that could feel very bad for them. And I was like, oh, God, you know, I never thought of it. But if you really think about it, it makes sense. And I don't think couples do it on purpose, but I think that there needs to be more awareness of how 
that person is feeling. And I think it's more so your job than the guy, because, you know, we know guys aren't always thinking of other people's feelings as much as women are. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of things I feel like I've had to talk to my boyfriend about to let him know, like, hey, I think she might be feeling this way right yeah, now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> now he's got two girls. The guys are so like dumb when it comes to girls sometimes. Like now he has two yes. girls to try to deal with and stuff. So I, you could take her, you know, really sort of think about where she is coming from. And if you're picking up that she might be having issues, it's important to communicate with her as much as you communicate with each other if you want to keep that going. And it's just cool to do to her because she is kind of alone in the, you know, little thruple that you're in. Definitely. And I feel like, I mean, man, I, every relationship dynamic has its complications, I know, but I do feel like there are some benefits in a way to be like, in some ways, I wish I could identify as like fully polyamorous or something to where yeah. there were kind of more of these parameters for these dynamics. And I feel like because like, my boyfriend and I don't, we're sort of, I don't know the best way to put it, but sort of half emotionally invested in whoever else comes along, but half not in a sense, because we aren't fully dating this other person. And I do think those gray areas just lend itself to some hurt, some confusion. And sure. I think that it's, we're, we're definitely trying to communicate as clearly as possible, but I think I do know on some level how, for instance, she's feeling, but I think that honestly, I'm, I've been a pretty serial monogamous sort of person. So I, I have been the unicorn a time or two, but it was honestly during times in my life where I was just very much just fucking around having fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, re the repercussion, there were really no repercussions for me, but I think, in other words, I've mostly been kind of the one in the relationship. So I feel like I maybe don't always have that perspective yeah. um, of the other person is, is I think I would like to, but I think it's kind of hard to fully be in their shoes for me. Totally. I never thought of it, thought of it, you know, and I'm always talking to people, but like I said, I was always talking to the couples or the people looking for the unicorns. So, you know, here she is, and like you said, it does get very gray. You're having your emotional needs met with your partner. She keeps coming back just for the for the sex and you have that halfway thing going there with her you said you know you kind of have feelings halfway but not fully but you guys have it all the way with each other so where is that part for her you know so I do think it can get tricky but you know listen everyone's adults everyone's consenting that's something that she has to figure out as well but because you had that huge crush on that girl before, you know, maybe she's not the one, quote unquote, but you could wind up being poly at some point because you did develop feelings for that woman that, that one time, you know, who's to say that that wouldn't happen again? You just don't know, right? Do you think? Yeah. I think so, definitely. I That's something I really am. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's something that's always very at the forefront of my mind. In mm -hmm. other words, it's like an identity struggle. But it's something I think about a lot with myself is just how sort of poly I am. Because I, I always have kind of had primary relationships. But especially with this, uh, my, my current relationship, which, you know, has been about over six years now we have had these other people come in and out like his best friend is somebody that I hooked up with and in a sense like 
we certainly don't have a, I, we, we haven't had sex in a long time, but he was kind of this person who was sort of the third person in our relationship. We both kind of had these emotional relationships with him. And so I feel like we, we've kind of dabbled in, in being poly in that sense. At least I have. And I do think I have that capability for sure, but yeah. it's been interesting. It's, it's been fun and also challenging to kind of figure out just how much I am to kind of be like that, because I think it'd be really hard to know. I, I, well, I haven't had the experience yet of my boyfriend, like really falling for someone else. Like with this girl, I, you know, I don't think he clicks with her on that level. So I, I kind of feel secure. I'm able to feel secure in knowing that she doesn't really, you know, pose a threat, I guess, in that way. Mm -hmm. But if it were somebody he did really connect with, I don't know what that would be like for me. I don't know if I, I could feel okay with it, but I haven't really, I guess I would have to experience it. But yeah, I mean, definitely when I had this big crush on this other girl, I mean, I, yeah, that was something that really lingered for me. And I still don't, quite know what to do with those feelings but yeah this this girl's not that she's not that level but it is it's it's a I know that she is she definitely has strong feelings for my boyfriend and he had to tell her recently like I she asked us basically if the three of us were all dating and this was just kind of a her and I conversation or if, if she was wondering if maybe that was on the table and I let her know that because we had kind of just gotten back together I was just like well you know we're sort of feeling things out still I don't know if we're going to be you know if we're looking to be like a throuple but as long as you're okay with kind of being in this situation, it's a little undefined. And but she's she's pretty inexperienced. And so I do feel a little worried about hurting her because I think she's a very open person, but I also think that she is like pretty inexperienced and is kind of trying to figure out. I, I'm not I I don't know even if she really knows how into women she is. I, I think that this has been a hot experience for her, but I know that ultimately she kind of went into things just having really strong feelings for my boyfriend. And so I worry a little bit that that's gonna kind of muddy things a little bit. Well you know she had strong feelings for him because she was with him before you, right? You weren't in the picture. Like how does that work? So like he's dating her or sleeping with her or whatever and then at some point he's like oh Oh, I, he dumps her, gets back together with you. I mean, like, how, what was that transition like? Do you want to blow your partner's mind by giving them the best head ever? <laughs> or like the best erotic massage? Or are you like me and you're like dying to squirt, but you just don't know how to do it? Then I have the perfect thing for you. And that's Beducated.com. Beducated.com is like the Netflix of sexual education. They have over 70 online courses on everything from solo sex to tantric sex. They have BDSM and kink classes and everything in between. And you learn from real sex experts. They have over 100 plus hours of videos with real people in it teaching you exactly what to do. And when I say real people, I mean you see it live. Like the video class on how to give good head, you see a person giving head. So you don't have to like imagine it. Nine out of 10 subscribers say Beducated has improved their sexual happiness. So what are you waiting for? A free trial? Well, I'm going to give you a free trial plus 65% off your annual subscription. All you got to do is go to Beducated.com. Use my code ANON. You're going to get 65% off your annual subscription. It's only going to be $9.99 a month and you're going to get a free one month trial and you could cancel at any time. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Okay. 
So go to beducated.com, use my code Anon, or just go to the description, click on the link, and your discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks, Beducated, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think they had maybe seen each other say like three or four times before we got back together. Oh, okay. So it wasn't really a like a established relationship or right. anything. But I think because she is again I, I don't think she has a lot of dating experience. So I think for her and this is I mean it's very understandable, but I don't want to knock her in any way. But for her I think that that was a really powerful experience. Whereas for him, I think it was just like, oh I'm hooking up with this girl sometimes. So I think there was definitely a disconnect in that way. But he let her know basically like I am getting back together. Well, as sort of a strange side note, this girl and I had actually been like Instagram acquaintances before she and my boyfriend met. They, they like, met at a show one night. And so there was a, initially a very strange element for me where once he told me who this girl was, I was like, oh, shit, I've, I've talked with her for, you know, loosely, very loosely. But like I've DM'd her occasionally for a while now. We kind of have this like interest in common. So we had become Internet friends. And so there was initially a very strange part of me that was like, oh, my God, am I, I, does, does this girl know my boyfriend was like pursuing him? It was a very like I was very paranoid about that for a second because it was sort of a strange connection that the three of us had yeah i don't know if that all makes sense hopefully it no, does, no no but... i totally get what you're talking about yeah yeah that's okay, like, cool. crazy yeah yeah, it was very weird. So I was initially very weirded out by that. But then I, I did kind of realize that we all loosely are in the same kind of community. So it did kind of make sense that she would encounter both of us like separately. But yeah, so basically, she was very direct in approaching him and just being like, I think you're hot, like, let's hang. And so he, I think, was just like very down. She's a very hot girl. And so yeah, but I think then when we got back together, he let her know that that was the case. And being a guy trying to get things, you know, going on, he was like, well, if you want to still hang and sleep with us, like you can. And oh, also, I one thing I did forget to mention is I think in kind of exploring, like trying to figure out if I am kind of like how much of a cut queen I am when I, I went home for the holidays and he was basically, I, I kind of let him know like, hey, it's okay if you want to hook up with this girl, like just you too. So that was actually... The, the first experience that I guess in a sense the three of us had together even though I wasn't there but I basically just like gave him permission in a sense to like hook up with her so that was kind of my first experience being cucked I guess and we're just like I knew they were fucking I was not part of it but I yeah it was uh that was kind of my first real experience of working like feeling that initial rush of jealousy and then kind of thinking like okay but this is okay like I I am, you know, I think honestly what made it okay for me was knowing that in a sense, not that I was in control of the situation, but I had like, I was aware of what was happening. I was like, I even kind of almost like initiated it in a sense. And I think that's where I can kind of like, you know, feel okay about things. Yeah, there's some sort of safety. And I had, a, I think it was Mary Sparkletits was on my show recently. I love her name. She was she yeah. was talking about how like she, you know, all these things that she does, you know, and the openness and, you know, she, it's never about like, she has that security because she does like to sort of be chastised like, oh, like, you know, and have her guy talk about how hot this girl is and she's better. But she says that all goes down. But that is like sort of a little bit of a fantasy because she really knows deep down in the security she has is that 
you know, they're number one to each other. So it's never about like that being a real thing, you know, that he likes someone else or whatever. That's just like the fantasy part of it that turns her on. But in reality, what she knows and what makes her be able to get through the situation is that she's very secure in the fact that he loves her and she's the number one. And, you know, so I think that that probably is playing out. And I think that that's important. Definitely. And that's the same for me. I, I have to know I'm number one in the situation. I think if it were, I think that's why if somebody came along where there was this more serious emotional involvement that maybe like he had with her, it would be a struggle for me. I'm not really sure I could be okay with that. It was a struggle um, for him too. I mean, when you start, right? I mean, with the with the friend when that started to happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He realized that he was not not okay with that either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was less okay with that, I guess. And I, I think that's something else that's been kind of interesting is that I haven't really had the desire to hook up with other guys. I think there's something because of this pretty intense emotional year where we did break up, it kind of killed my sex drive a little bit. And I just didn't have that same like before I would you know, flirt with guys. And it I don't know, it just felt like I was kind of hornier in that sense. But I think something about being heartbroken, basically, I just kind of craved him. And I still feel a little bit in that mindset where I don't really feel like going out and fucking around. And I think he does in a sense more than I do. But I that was almost a powerful, cool thing to feeling to have where I just sort of realized like, this experience does turn me on does turned me on to know that he is like sometimes hooking up with other people I don't really feel like doing this right now but I think kind of just coming to terms with that and just kind of being like it's okay like I almost kind of enjoy feeling like a sub in that sense not that like he would make me feel like that in a bad way or anything but I it was kind of a cool realization to just kind of own that like I'm I'm feeling subby right now I'm feeling kind of like a cut queen and like let's rock and roll I don't know yeah that's just like how she explained it it's like you know the it's the fantasy is that he's with someone else and in that moment that's what turns you on but you know he's coming back to you and that's why you could be okay with it how do so he goes back to her and says you know hey listen I'm back with my ex-girlfriend but she's down with me like hooking up with you is that cool I mean was she like had she ever experienced anything like that and then how did he get her home for these like hot threesomes that you had how did that come about and then you're going to get into details Yes, absolutely. I so she I don't know a whole lot about her past, but I do know that I don't think she's dated very much at all. So or like hooked up with that many people, I would guess. And so I think this was definitely her first experience with all of this from Mm -hmm. what she said. And I think that initial conversation where he because he definitely has a bit of a Dom personality. And I think in like that was something that was her she was that was sort of her first experience with you know kind of that sub dom dynamic and it was like a huge turn on for her and he kind of I, he doesn't I don't think like aggressively seek to be like that but that mm-hmm. is just kind of like his natural sexual personality and so I think that was just like hot for her and she was just very much like down to do whatever he wanted basically and he let her know that you know that yeah that basically that we were together initially she was I think I mean I think she was unsure about whether she wanted to enter a situation like that but I think because she kind of loosely like knew me and was sort of intrigued to meet me I think she wanted to meet up basically and so 
they initially it was just the two of them hanging out after he and I got back together and I had kind of like you know sanctioned that I guess and then a few weeks after that the three of us met up went out for drinks and then went back to his place and she I think was I, I think because she just like hadn't hooked up with the girl before or anything like that she was definitely very nervous but ended up being very hot mm-hmm. how old is she and what does she look like and then you know what happened she is 24 mm-hmm. tall gorgeous girl I think a little I mean she's definitely obviously a little bit younger and just kind of I, I, I don't think she's had a ton of experience like this I I don't really know I mean it seems like she's definitely exploring like her interest in women but I I think it's been hard to tell honestly because I think she really wants to be friends with me because we have a lot in common so I think and but then I think she also has these like intense feelings for my boyfriend so Bless her. I think she's probably like pretty confused about how she's feeling right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I know. I feel like I I, I feel like bad. (laughs) uh, You should talk to her about it and like and ask her. Yeah, and we definitely have. She and I have actually hung out a few times now. And Mm -hmm. she has mentioned that like she was like you and I kissing was just the most powerful thing I've experienced. And I want to do more of that. And I, I think she's definitely wanting to, to date us basically. And I think unfortunately we, we don't really feel the same because there is just a bit of a disconnect and like it, I think experience levels <laughs> just in life in right, general. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so I think like she's very cool and she's very hot. I mean, wow, she's just like, yeah, we're we're just like very in sync in bed. But um, I, <laughs> uh, my boyfriend was like, I have never shot come like that in the way that I have. Like it was just she and I are like super in sync in that way. So it's very hot and she's cool. But I think unfortunately, just that like that emotional disconnect, I think means that like we probably wouldn't all um, date. And so I feel like I kind of lost track of the question. That you no, asked. it's okay. okay. I just said I, no. I didn't even ask a question. I said you know you should just probably tell her or like and maybe just be super honest. I think what always everyone always needs in situations like this is reassurance. You know, and knowing that there's open communication and that there's not something going on that they have to like, you know, be sitting at home mulling about. So if you're just like straight up with her and somehow let her know that, listen, this is where we draw the line, but we're down for that. And like, you know, but what do you think about it? And have those conversations and let her know so that, you know, she is on the same page. I think that that go that kind of stuff goes a, a long way. Absolutely. And I, I've been trying to do that. I, I think that when, when she and I have hung out, I've tried to be as honest as, and he actually has, I think, tried to be better and good about that too. And yeah. just letting her know. I think what kind of sucks is that she is undeniably kind of the guinea pig for us figuring this out. So it's not something we have very well honed in that sense. Yeah. But we have just tried to let her know, like, we really don't want to hurt you. We're just kind of trying to figure out our relationship and kind of, you know, what this can look like. So we've definitely tried to keep her kind of like informed in that sense. But I definitely think that she and I actually, we are hanging out this week. And I think this is kind of the time I need to check in with her just kind of girl to girl and ask her like, you know, how are you feeling? Yeah. Like, listen, just be like, because listen, as much as you're trying to figure out she is too. listen, there's no victims. It's not like you guys have to take care of her. She's got to take care of herself. And she is and she's has her own path. And she's figuring stuff out in 
her own time, you know, and one has nothing to do with the other. But because you are all together, it's cool if you just always check in and have those conversations. But so what went down? So the first time she came home with him, like what happened that first threesome? First one, things took a while to get going. Um, I think we were all maybe like a little bit, a little bit drunker than we should have been. And I think she was very nervous. So there was a lot of like kind of initial, you know, trying to figure that out. But then basically my boyfriend was just like, okay, like y'all make out. (laughs) Like he just kind of shoehorned it in. And so we did. And I would say that the first time was like the, she and I like kind of just, it was honestly felt, felt very tender. It was just like us making out a lot. I think I was just kind of trying to figure out her interest in women and I didn't want to like push anything. So it was just a lot of making out between us at first. And then we both basically like started I don't know if this is a good point to go into details, but I'll go ahead. I think he and I both started sucking his dick and it was just like the most natural hot threesome I've had. I've probably had about like a little over 10 or something in my life. And Mm -hmm. this was by far just like hot. Like it was just, you know, even though, you know, we didn't know each other, she and I, I think that we just both were like, it felt like a porn, like a great porn. It was just like us just like licking and like making out with his cock between us. And it was like, I think the three of us and him especially was just like in shock over how hot it was. Right. I think it's hard with threesomes. It's really hard to kind of find that natural rhythm with the third person who you maybe don't know that well, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, in the past, I feel like almost any threesome I've had, I have felt like the girl, the third girl is basically kind of not into girls that much and is maybe kind of doing it more to be with the guy, which in this case, you would think she was doing that as well because of her interest in him. But she was just like very naturally, like we had good chemistry in that moment. And so, oh yeah, I think that was also the night where like we she would be on top of me I would be on top of her and he would be like alternating between fucking both of us it was just like super hot <laughs> oh wait well, somebody said something there was a term for that like uh I'm sure they're all is. on top of each other like somebody it was on one of the housewives show where the girls like oh I gave my husband uh, uh something where I don't know but whatever so you had a double whatever that is called where yeah whatever it is <laughs> sandwich or something yes, yeah 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 it's like something like that where they're all laying on top right so you're like on top of each other and then he's like fucking one and then fucking the other and your pussies yes. are right like there like one on top of the other right on, yeah one on top of the other and it was that was just like so hot and to kind of like be holding each other as he was fucking us it was very like intimate and hot i was surprised by how naturally we all just kind of like flowed together in that way Yeah, no, that rhythm thing, like you said, it's like, you know, that's the chemistry that you have with like one person, but to really get a third person to sync up is hard. That's, I think, just chemistry. And you have that with this girl. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So and it's surprising because she, you know, yeah, I mean, she hasn't done any of this before. So she is, I mean, she's a I can't think of the word for it right now but she's like ahead of her game in that way because (laughs) she just is like very much like she's not like you know awkward about things then the second time I think because we were a little all a little more comfortable with each other it felt much more natural and I because at the first time it kind of took a while for I think her to feel comfortable but the second time was kind of more of the same but I think she was kind of initiating things more and like you know we were both kind of like I'm trying to think of 
at one point, like, I think she was like sitting on his face and like, I was riding him and we were making out, like she was just kind of initiating more like, let's do this, let's do that. And very, once again, just very hot. And I think, you know, we're just like all kind of on the same level. I think also she and I are both like subs in the same way. And so that also is a great balance too, where I think we just both like, you know, kind of being slapped around a little bit, stuff like that. Right. And now, had she ever been with a woman before? Was this her first time? This was her first time. Yeah, I think it was pretty powerful for her. Right. And she knew what she I mean, she just like because you have no complaints and you keep talking about how great it was. Like, I mean, she obviously just like fell right into it. I mean, she went down on you like she did everything. Not uh, so that I will say is something that I don't know if she's necessarily comfortable with that Uh yet or possibly at all. I'm not real sure. That's something I'm still trying to figure out. I think it's interesting. I think because she like when she and I have hung out separately, like after the first time we did, she was like, oh, actually, I kind of expected you to like hold my hand or kiss me. And I I didn't realize I kind of thought we were just hanging out in this more platonic way. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't realize she was wanting that kind of affection of just with the two of us. Yeah. So I think she's maybe definitely like turned on by women. And but because this is new for her, I think she's kind of trying to figure out just how far she's wanting to go with it. Because I went down on her for a long time, but she didn't really do the same. And I think maybe that's just something that's like, yeah, I don't know if maybe she's comfortable with that. Well, maybe she's a little nervous that she wouldn't know what to do or like, who knows? I mean, so you've done it three times with her and that's never happened, but you guys do everything else. Yeah, everything else. And she did kind of go down on me, but for just like 15 seconds, it was pretty oh short. Oh my God, so funny. <laughs> I, I, it was so quick that I was just kind of like, don't don't worry about doing that again. That's okay. <laughs> oh my God, hilarious. Because you felt she wasn't maybe that comfortable or whatever, or that into I it. I mean, it was, there's there's nothing yeah. worse than someone doing that to you, and they're not, whether it's a guy or a girl, right? I mean, it's, it's same, oh, no yeah. different than a blowjob, you know? I think what makes a blowjob great is like when you're really fucking into it, the guy could tell. It's when you're just doing it for him or you don't care, you know, it's not going to be as good. It's never fun to be on the receiving end with someone that's not really interested in giving, right? Definitely. It was very sweet and funny because I think she felt that she should, but yeah, yeah, she yeah. did it so quickly. And then just she dove down and dove back up like she was submerging <laughs> her head in ice water. Oh I was god. just like, so- don't worry about it, babe. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. But so now she now when you had that, I mean, this is a little bit back to the time that you were with her. So you but I think you answered the question you, when you were with your husband, I mean, uh, your boyfriend, I mean, <laughs> you that whole year, like you said, you lost your sex drive. So you didn't do any kind of exploring or any of that stuff. If anything, you just it made you really realize that you just really wanted to be with him. Yeah, sorry, you mean during the year that we were sort of... Yeah, 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 right. You didn't have any of this stuff. You didn't play around. You didn't hook up with any women. You you really just sort of hunkered down like the rest of the world because it was like COVID time too, right? You know? Yeah, well, and it honestly was a new experience for me because I think I've associated a big part of my identity as an adult with just like being down to fuck, being flirty, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And so this was my first experience being heartbroken. My other two relationships, when they ended, it was sort of time for them to end. So I didn't really have that same feeling of heartbreak. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I realized the obvious that heartbreak is not horny or at least you know I don't think for most people that was my first experience of just really not feeling sexual which sucked but was kind of interesting to experience it was really hard to have that disconnect where 
he was so horny. For, I mean, I, I've always known his attraction for me and I haven't doubted that, but it was hard to know just like how much he wanted to be with other women. And I just did not have that same urge. And I will say it's, it's interesting because I think in our relationship before the breakup, I definitely knew he had those desires and we had threesomes, but I think I was actually the one who was more aggressive or assertive about pursuing these outside situations, whether that was kind of initiating hooking up with his friend or, you know, bringing home a girl. Like I was the one who was actually more assertive about those sorts of things, I would say. I would sort of feel like the one who was maybe more likely to transgress in that sense, basically, or to mm -hmm. hurt him. So it was a little bit unexpected, at least in this one specific way, that he ended up kind of hurting me by just kind of letting me know that he did have these desires and just like felt like that was more powerful than our relationship at that time. So I think all of that definitely contributed to just me not feeling that into having sex with other people. But when my, my old hookup came into town and kind of hit me up one night then i was i was definitely ready to fuck that night right <laughs> right unfortunately that ended up yeah having a, an std scare but oh that's the that, std scare guy oh god so but have you ever had kids no i haven't because that's what that's when i lost my sex drive and it was like what the fuck like it's just the most unsexy feeling and nothing like but you don't really there's no feeling like, oh, you want to be like, you're just so focused on your child. I think they call it like the nesting period. But it really it's like, I'm always like, if sex is on one end of the spectrum, being a mom is like, all the way on the other like, you know, especially if I was yeah. like a full time mom, you know, so it's hard. So I totally understand. But it comes back, right? You get back connected. So the minute you got back with him, everything was cool. Now, have you ever been married? Are you guys planning on maybe getting married? I mean, where's your relationship stand if you've been together for so long? Or does that not matter to you? Great, great question. It it does matter, but maybe not in the sense of I feel like an urgent, urgent sense of like, oh, I need to be proposed to or yeah. something. I It's interesting. Yeah, we have. I mean, we we were together for, you know, probably about six years before breaking up. And we had this we were really only broken up for like maybe three months. But we had had like six months before that of a lot of tumultuousness. Oh, so it wasn't really like a full year. It, yeah, it was like, it wasn't, we weren't broken up for a full year. Yeah, the breakup itself was very short, but the right. sort of disconnect between us and actually I had, I, it, after kind of things began to not go well, I actually went back home to my family's house for a while. And so we were like in different states. And so it, although the breakup itself was short, in a sense, it feels like it was about like nine months because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just mm -hmm. kind of a, that situation. But, and then, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a lot of what happened kind of was attributed to some factors going on in his life. And I think that once some of those things calmed down, he was able to kind of more clearly see that. And I, and I do, you know, I, I think part of why the breakup didn't quite feel real to me was that I did get the sense that these other factors were kind of clouding his judgment a little bit. But yeah. basically, I think that once we got back together, it did feel like this kind of full commitment of he, I, he was basically very quick to just kind of be like, I fucked up big time. Like you are the one. And it was really cool to hear that. But also I had been through a lot of 
pain. And so I'm still working through a lot of that. And so I think kind of where things are right now is we actually did have this conversation a few weeks ago where he was basically, because we, we no longer live together and probably won't for at least like another year, I would say. Mm-hmm. And which is good, I, I think, because I have kind of always been in a relationship. I think it, I do actually kind of need that independence a little bit. But he was kind of saying that he actually was going to propose, but then realized it didn't make a lot of sense to propose since we don't live together. And it would be kind of doing things backwards maybe in a sense so um i think that that i think we both kind of know that's on the table like we want to get married but it's also something that we're not neither of us are necessarily very i don't know very traditional in that way to where like marriage has never been like a, a huge thing i would like to be married because almost just in the sense and i i was trying to explain these feelings to him like it's not I've never really like had this big wedding day fantasy but I think I would like it just for the sense of kind of having that human experience of going through a wedding and being married to somebody and I do think I'm kind of naturally committed to one person in that way mm-hmm. um so yeah I think that where things kind of stand right now is we are back together but after this kind of prolonged period of a lot of pain so I think we're both trying to figure out how things are supposed to look for us now I think we both kind of know we're we're in it for the long run but I certainly have some some traumatized feelings that I'm kind of also trying to work through I would say. Yeah, it's been three months. It'll take a little time. Um, Now, have you guys been, because you're, you know, you have this girl in your life. So you, you know, have you been looking for others or is that just like, do you feel like you have that part of your intimacy taken care of and you're just working on the relationship or are you actively seeking other people? Have you had conversations whether he, I forget, does he like to see you with another guy? He doesn't at all, right? He doesn't. Yeah, I think that, I mean, he's sort of, when we were initially kind of like fully opening up our relationship right before our breakup, he had kind of said like, actually, I think it could be kind of hot to know you're with other guys. But it's funny because lately, like over the last month or two, even though we had initially kind of gone back into things with the idea that we were open, he was kind of like, please don't fuck another guy. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I guess we're not fully open in that way to where we would fuck other people and not like kind of okay it with the other person first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he doesn't really I, I think he if, if he were hooking up with other girls, he would know that it's only fair that I would also be hooking up with other guys. But it's definitely not something that I don't think is like a big it's a turn on to him that I'm like a can be a slut, but not like it's not something that really gets him off like watching that. Yeah, listen. And also, listen, if you, you know, down the line at some point decide that, you know, you're still only horny for him, but you really like for him to fuck girls. I mean, it's not unfair for him to be able to do it and not you. It, it really goes by like what you guys are interested in. There's a lot of guys that I have on my show who love for their women to fuck other guys. And I have to say they're like the some of the most monogamous men, you know, that I talk to. I mean, they have zero desire for any other woman. Their desire and the thing that turns them on the most is the fact that their woman is with somebody else. So they're fine being just with that one woman and I hear the reverse too like sometimes it's the woman that you know and so and I get a lot of these ridiculous comments on YouTube which I love YouTube because people comment and we get in these conversations and you know you hear all different people's points of views and a lot of times in situations where one person in a couple is allowed quote unquote to sleep with other people and the other person isn't 
even though that person is like, they have it set up exactly the way they want it. People come in and be like, well, that's not fair. And like, how would she like it? If it's just like, it's just not about being fair. It's about what you fucking want. You know what I mean? And and that's just what it is. And sometimes it is that way. Sometimes it is like, yeah, you, I want to fuck other people and you're going to fuck other people and that's fair. But sometimes somebody wants the guy, you know, if, if, like I said, in your situation, two years down the line, like you're like, I just want to be with you and he doesn't want you to be with her, but you like and have that desire, it's not not fair. It's what works for you. That is a great point. And I, I really appreciate all that because I, I think there is this tendency. People do have strong feelings about it. I think they insert themselves in that situation. And I something I do know or I've noticed in myself is that in kind of presenting this to like female friends of mine, for instance, yeah. or any friend. I mean, I yeah. I definitely feel like I have to put on this PR campaign of, yeah. of letting them know, like, don't worry, I'm not being taken advantage of because like no, they're, they're already want. right. Yeah. That's yeah. not fair. And like people just see things so black and white but that's not yes. the way that is whenever I had long term booty calls like I wasn't always in relationships but I always had one guy that I liked to fuck because I wanted to get laid right you know and I wouldn't want to go do all this time in between boyfriends because I didn't have boyfriends all the time so I would have and I would be very monogamous with that guy and I didn't care who he fucked but I only fucked him because I didn't want I'm not interested in variety like I I, I just wanted that one person but I didn't care who they were and I, that's not fair right. or not that's just the way I like I did what was right for me and he he did what was right for him and it was right for each other. Like, I don't care if he's not. I'm, like, it's so ridiculous. I think people look at it that way because maybe that's the way they would want it in their life. And everyone would sets things up by design for themselves. But I really yeah. think it it doesn't have to be quote unquote fair. It just has to work for the couple, you know. And like I said, a lot of times I hear from the cucks, the guys, you know, I, I promise you those guys that want their girl to be with other guys, they are a lot of times very monogamous by nature. They have no desire for the other women. They're getting their rocks off on those fantasies. Uh, you know, that's what there is really hot for them, you know, and so they have it all right. Their girl is going out and doing all this stuff. And so and that's enough. They don't want that. So why is it not fair? You know, but yeah, that PR campaign yeah. you're doing is real, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it is. Well, and especially with friends who know that you've kind of been through this, like, recent heartbreak. So they're not all, they're already not big fans of him right now. Isn't and that the, yes, add, the add worst. that on top of it, they're yeah. like, what the fuck? Well, you're so very I, honest. <laughs> I'm surprised we even tell them because, I mean, you're going to get backlash. It's hard when you do women talk. We need our friends. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. You tell your friends all this stuff. But then when you get back, it's really hard for your friends to go back to you know they're riding a wave and it's hard for them to ride the same right I've been in that situation where I have a girlfriend and she's just complaining all the time about a guy and then you know she goes back and you're like you know I I think you know because I'm older and I've been through it so many times I try to be like totally like okay I'll flip it like you're back like let's make that a positive <laughs> thing you know because you have to you have to support where you're at and just because you guys had a breakup and things happen that's like real life I know plenty of couples that have been together long term that had a separation then got back together and lasted another 20 years I mean like that doesn't yeah. you know that's real life stuff you guys work through it yeah you were heartbroken a big thing fucking happened Happened called COVID and it really caused a lot of destruction and you know the fact that you guys had a breakup I think is very uh, common and it happened to a lot of people but the fact that you wound up back together is great and your girlfriends are going to have to accept that and uh, you know and like you yeah. said there was a lot of things that happened to him and if you put all those things together you could give him a fucking pass I'm sure if I heard what those things are you know sometimes people just are less forgiving in life but it, it doesn't yes, matter right? because it's what right it's what you know 
you're into and it's great that you're back with him i i think it's great that you're doing what you're doing and you're super honest with yourself in that you guys don't know where you're at with it yet and you have these different feelings and I, you know i would just say because of all the people i talked to just keep being open about that and keep talking to each other about it and you know figure out what works for you guys take that girl into consideration but you know i think uh maybe keep some stuff to yourself with your girlfriends because sometimes it's really hard to change some people's minds. It blows my mind the comments that I see on YouTube when I see things so clearly in a different way and I really believe the way I see them is right. (laughs) But I know that those people see it as right too. But I just think sometimes there's just such ignorance and such black and white thinking and there's no sort of in between and people don't really want to like I said forgive or see the bigger picture or realize what life is about life is not about being perfect life is about making mistakes sometimes we hurt people doesn't mean you're a terrible person you know and that's just a part of it like that's what we're here for so I'm like I think it's great that you're back together keep me posted let's see where you guys are at next year I have high hopes that you're in again for another six years like I think it's great Awesome. Yeah, I think so. I think I think we are in it. And I'll definitely update you. We're uh, And just to give a very quick response to I think maybe the last part of what you asked, we are kind of looking for other people. You I think are. we're definitely realizing that we because we're not really looking to date outside of each other. Yeah, I think we're both kind of realizing that we want to kind of keep things moving along a little bit, keep things light and not that we wouldn't like we're very much still interested in hooking up with this girl and hanging out with her. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that we're also it's now that we can be a little more social again. I I think things are, you know, will begin to open back up more. So I feel like we're kind of ready to, I don't know, ready to party. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, I think that that will maybe help you and and maybe help that girl also figure out her place. Because I think sometimes yeah. it's worse if you're just seeing her, you know, because you could get in that fantasy of there's, there's something more going on. And just be honest with her about that. I think that that will really help her stay clear and maybe keep proper boundaries too in place. But I think that that's great that you guys are doing that keep me posted good luck to you guys i think like i said you got you know i think it's great that you're back together and fuck your friends i might cut that stuff out that i said about that whole thing but you know no no i love it it's too yeah i've i've only told selective friends the full story only the friends who would get it (laughs) yeah 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 i mean come on you just shared your great story with all my listeners so (laughs) go to youtube and see what they say now megan have you sent me in pictures before i don't remember did you send me any i do have a patreon or, or did you not i don't know but I have I this don't think I did but I can't yeah, are they kind of like anonymous photos totally like, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I always tell people so if people want to see anonymous photos of Megan as well uh, you know go to my patreon patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast most girls send in I'll take your face out they cut the face out you know blur the face out they do t- I don't post anything pornographic but if you want to send in sexy pics go ahead most of the time that's what girls send me and we'll put those up on patreon definitely go to YouTube if you want to see people comment commenting they will all be commenting and what I will do is put a link to your first episode 339 if people want the backstory it's a very great story it's you know you touched a little bit upon what went down but you know if you want to hear the whole thing that link will be in the description thanks so much for calling back in and giving me this great update oh of course thank you this was so much fun yeah good luck with your relationship I'm happy for you thank you very much (laughs) okay bye Megan Bye. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube 
as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly